the super genius, Mark Madden. How you doing today, honey? Really good, sweetheart. Borderline violent, very noisy. Absolutely beautiful. The X at 105.9. is 22 years old, but is helping lead a revival of exactly the kind of music I love to listen to. He and his band are at Stage AE July 18, two weeks from tomorrow, and it is sold out. From Greta Van Fleet, he is guitarist Jake Kiska. Uh, Jake, welcome aboard. How do a bunch of kids from Frankenmuth, Michigan, come this far this fast? It's really been amazing. Uh, I don't know, Mark. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been a very quick... Um you know, upcoming, I suppose, and I don't think that any of us had a, uh, you know, expected such a quick, quick rise, I suppose, or, you know, such immediate attention, I guess. Well, I'm sure it's very gratifying, and as you mentioned, two other members of Greta Van Fleet are your brothers. When did you and your brothers start playing music together? I know it's a musical family you come from, and when did Greta Van Fleet become a band, per se? Um, yeah, it's interesting, you know, it's like, I suppose, ever since, you know, we, we knew each other, which was granted very early on, <laughs> um, we were listening to a lot of the same things, we kind of grew up sharing, a, you know, many similar, uh, experiences and influences, and we kind of grew up in a, you know, very creatively, uh, nurturing environment, where the, you know, and it wasn't always music around, it was, you know, a lot of film and literature and things like that, and, um, so I think, you know, I was probably the first one who picked up an instrument um, and started playing guitar really early, probably around three or four. And then um, uh, Josh had always sung and, um, you know, it would start out in the car, you know, and we're driving and on long road trips and stuff like that. And um, so I think it was, uh, you know, around um, high school, really, probably around senior or sophomore year. Um, and... Um, we started, you know, I had, I had a drummer um, who's a friend of mine from uh, from jazz from a jazz band um, that, uh, from school, and I, you know, brought him over. We started, you know, playing guitar and drum based music, and uh, and so I started pulling Josh in, and at some point, you know, it was the three of us, and then it was just, you know, down to getting probably you know, a bass player, and um, so you know, we started pulling salmon probably around that time period, around 15 or 16. And I think, you know, he started coming out and eventually it's like, oh, there's four of us and we were playing in our arrangement and uh, the drummer couldn't keep up. Danny came in, who is a childhood friend of ours and has known Sam since, you know, kindergarten. And, um, and that was kind of the formation of the band, which was, you know, probably around, I would say, my senior year of high school that that was uh when we were really i think a band that we had become well that's amazing very organic jake and uh when you start out as kids yeah. doing this what's the goal is it stardom is it just that fun playing with your brothers and for your friends what was the minimum acceptable goal when you started this yeah, I think it's interesting being that young that you have no predisposed idea, I suppose, of what exactly you're going to do, especially musically. And 
I think in that sense of, you know, ignorance being on our side, that something really organic, like you said, happens musically. So it's like, um, I suppose that, you know, what happened essentially was four contributing members, you know, to, to one sound and one song. And, you know, I suppose that's kind of how the writing goes as well, that it seems like, you know, there's equal participation between each member of the band musically and artistically. So, you know, I think that stuff, it, it was all, you know, all that stuff is is sort of organic, I suppose, and that, especially when you're, you know, that young, I guess. Let's stick with the songwriting angle for a second, Jake. Uh, how quickly are ideas formulated and executed with you guys? Because I think songwriting is probably the toughest part of your job, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I would say it is and it, in some senses, and it, and it isn't in others. I think, I, think, um, uh, I suppose it, every song is written entirely different, it seems, and a lot of them come very quickly. Um, and some take time to, you know, tentatively, you know, man, you know, manipulate to figure, you know, the arrangement out. So uh, it's all kind of very different, but how it generally works is there's, we're all, you know, writers and we all kind of bring, you know, an idea to the table when it's sort of done. And, um, you know, whether that's like something that I've written on the guitar and I've arranged this riff and I've put together, you know, a skeleton of the song and I say, okay, now it's time to take it to the guys. And I say, what do you guys think of this? And everybody gets on, you know, instruments and I may have a note, like say, I think keys, particular Mellotron in this one or something along that line and you know everybody kind of jumps on and, and just contributes right away and the song pretty much comes together within 15 minutes usually um, uh, but you know whether it's Sam bringing something in on the keys or Danny bringing something in on the guitar Josh bringing something in on the keys or with you know vocals um, so yeah I mean it, it's it happens pretty quickly and it, it and it kind of comes together um, once, you know, the idea is there and everybody kind of comes together. So, you know, it can be easy or challenging, but it, it happens pretty relatively quickly and different every time. Now, now, Highway Tune and Safari Song have been signature moments for you guys so far. And I know you've written a lot of other material that is yet to, to be released. How do you judge your new material? Mm -hmm. Do you compare it to what you've done or do you try to evaluate it in and of itself? Well, it's um, you know it's kind of based, I think, in 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 our uh, you know pref you know opinions that it's like um, what we've kind of put together now that's going to be coming out on um, the first album is you know there's a certain relativity to what was previously previously released with Blackfoot Rising and from the fires, and I think that we wanted to beat that. You know, I think we wanted to elevate and be more you know showcase a bit more of what we've kind of learned over the last year and a half and um and uh so i think in so in many in many senses a lot of the you know what because we do yeah base it on what's been released and um and know that we're now capable of more than that and you know as not only live performers but you know studio musicians and um and i think that uh I think overall you can kind of hear a, a, 
a bit of you know a sense of maturity on the on the you know with the new songs that are going to be released. Um, but yeah, there is the sort of comparative thing where we're looking at you know what's been released and going, well, we can beat this out easy, you know. We're talking to Jake Kiska of Greta Van Fleet here on the Mark Madden Show, 105.9 The X. Uh, Jake, here's the cliched question. How are you guys adapting to life on the road and the temptations of the company? I mean, you're really young guys, and you're going all over the world right now. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's uh, – I think we have the advantage of, of youth on our side. You know, I don't think that we get run down to too often. And, um, and I think that uh, – you know, the, you know, there's three of us are brothers, and I suppose that there's sort of a sort of a revelry about it, you know. And then it's kind of like family on the road in the sense that you know, and we're all well, all of us are really close, so I suppose that helps. And you know, we're forced to call mom every you know so often, so <laughs> there's a grounding element to that as well. Um, but yeah, I suppose you know. Every, on the other side of that story, you know, we, we can get worn down every so often. And I think recently Danny had uh, had uh, injured his wrist, so we had to cancel a series, uh, a couple shows, and it was painful. But he's back at it, so on the road again. <laughs> now you guys dress the part. You kind of have that classic rock look. And I believe a touch of makeup may even be involved. What look are you guys going for, and how important is that part of it? Yeah, it's interesting. I think we all really kind of grown to appreciate a lot of fashion in a sense. You know, like the traveling certainly has been something that because it was something that was always there. You know, it was like we always grew up. You know, dressing up and like you know we had a big pile of like costumes that we would you know spend all of these hours at our grandparents' house, you know, you know, like basically dressing up and performing and stuff. And I think that's something that was always initially there. And I think that in, in a lot of the travels sort of amplified our interest in it, you know, like especially in Europe and and what people are wearing and stuff. So, you know, I think that, I think that we've always kind of been into, you know, what, what clothing can kind of do and, 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 in the fascination of that and sort of, you know, you can, you know, in the physical sense, sort of personify yourself and, you know, who you, who you are and, and, uh, kind of do that with fashion in a lot of the sense. So I think that, um, you know, if we're, you know, going in our travels, we kind of collect things from thrift stores and stuff like that and whatever's cool. And, um, I think that, you know, we, we've just kind of collected a, ton of clothing and and you know i think we really appreciate you know what what clothing can do and and um i think that's kind of just generally it you know i guess that our, our fascination is what <laughs> now everybody talks about the led zeppelin comparison i'm sure you're tired of that jake but the influences go way past that don't they yeah i mean it kind of goes right to the roots of a lot of music because we grew up, you know, around the, uh, an ample around, amount of vinyl. So, you know, it was always, always seemed to be a lot of the traditional music um, that, you know, that that was, I think, put there on purpose by my dad. And, you know, and in, in that, in that relation, I suppose, in, you know, being that we're really humbled by the reference and, 
I guess honored by the collation or the affiliation with you know the the Zeppelin thing. Um, I think we also share a lot of similar influences that they do as well, which which is a very interesting thing. But we you know we grew up around a lot of blues music, and that was people like Holland Wolf and Muddy Waters, Elmore James, Lightning Hopkins, you know Robert Johnson, BB King, you know all of the Kings, and you know a lot of folk too, which was like. Arlo Guthrie and, um, you know, Bob Dylan and Joan Baez, Joni Mitchell, you know, John Denver is a big one, you know, and then Soul and Aretha Franklin and jazz and, you know, just like a lot of that, you know, um, roots uh, music. So, and then, you know, it's interesting because I don't believe that we really listen to too much, uh, you know, rock and roll in the sense of, you know, the personified version of all of those traditional elements which was kind of the rock and roll movement until you know probably around high school but uh but yeah there's there are uh, you know quite a quite a few influences that kind of that go quite deep with us well regardless of how tiresome the zeppelin thing could be i'm sure robert plant thinks you guys are good i mean how cool is that yeah that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) i think i remember waking up one morning and (laughs) And uh, someone was like, yeah, you got to check this out. And Robert Plant commented, and he's like, you know, just see that he, you know, appreciates what we're doing. I mean, it doesn't really get any cooler than that. <laughs> now, when did you guys first realize that, okay, this isn't just going to be a neighborhood band. It's not going to be about playing, you know, local dances in the fire hall. Was there a song or a moment when you knew it was going to be big? Um. No, I don't. I don't know that we ever looked at it as you know it was going to be something that was, you know, blown out of proportion and and uh, and moved so quickly. I think, I think that we knew that we had something of, you know, something special relative to a lot of what is going on in the you know popular world of music. Um, I think it was at one point when Josh really started singing, you know, we had, a, you know, we had, a, it was really loud in the garage at home that we would rehearse it. So, you know, I'd had, I had my amp full all the way up because the drums were blaring loud and then Sam would turn up and the mic was never loud enough. You know, we could never get enough volume out of it. So I think Josh just started wailing and we all just stopped at that point and we kind of looked at each other and said, that's how you got to sing right there. Cause that's, that's it. You know, that's, you know, that's pretty rock and roll. And I think at that, it was that, I think it was that point that, um, that we all kind of knew where we were going to, where we were going with the, you know, thing. So. Now you've mentioned your parents and grandparents a couple times, Jake, which I think is just uh, delightful. Uh, what do they think of all this? I'm not entirely sure. I think that they're still, you know, wrapping wrapping their heads around it. I guess you know it's um, it's it's great though. But you know, I think they're 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 very proud of us in in many ways, and I know that um, I know that our grandfather never stops talking to people about it. You know. <laughs> And our, and our grandma, you know, tells us about it. He's like, oh, we went to, you know, we went to the hair place and, you know, grandpa was talking about you guys again and again. You know, he, he's, uh, you know, 
he's a pre musician himself. He was in the Michigan uh, Polka Hall of Fame as a accordion player. So he's, uh, I think that, you know, they're, they're, they're proud and still sort of grasping the reality of it, I think. Uh, Jake, listen, thank you for taking the time. Uh, you guys are good. It's the real thing. I enjoy it a lot. I wish you well moving forward, and we'll see you in Pittsburgh in a couple weeks. Great. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. That's Jake Kiska, Greta Van Fleet. We talk about them all the time on this program, and you can hear them two weeks from tomorrow, July 18th, at Stage AE, if you already have a ticket because it's sold out. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X.